So welcome to time we're coming to you with uh, betting kind of and with Zabe, uh, who is one of the top bettors on tips to go over two thirty card. And are we doing the Moncton card? Um, I can recap it. I'm just going to say Anthony Smith's submission in the third round was the easiest bet of the year. Anybody who did any type study whatsoever could see it coming. Men called it perfectly. What, what 35? What was that, sir? It was, um, you... I think it was a plus one, it's for plus 17, it was seventeen fifty dollars on 10 bar on 10 bucks. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, that's what? I kind of got your rationale for the um sub three, but I figured you know, I didn't, I don't rate Smith highly at all, as you know, you could probably tell from the last one, so I figured. Ozdemir would be a little bit craftier, but I guess not. I don't write I don't write either of them. I just write. I just. I was just like these guys both suck, but at least I know Smith has heart and cardio. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that, that was like my entire rationale. I mean, for me, it was more Smith has you know zero deep. He's not really that good offensively, and Ozdemir has kind of offense, but he just gassed out for literally no reason. That pissed me off, to be honest. He you watch a Daniel Cormier fight, and you just like, oh, it's me broke. And I, I, he just looked like Rumble to me. I was just like, this guy is West Rumble. I mean, at least he made like a sort of effort to pressure him and break him. So just kind of let Ozdemir do whatever he wanted for the first two rounds. And Ozdemir still gassed out. And like, I get that it was a broken nose, but it was still like a little bit weird that he just hung out on top in the turtle, punching at his own yeah. pace. He didn't to keep Smith down because Smith was happy to stay down for that round. And he's still round three looking like Dada 5000. Look, it's just, who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't try and understand like Everweight. There was nothing to understand there. I mean, you did. Shit. I know. I know, but like, I was like shitting myself because like Smith got the back there and he fucked up the first three rear naked jokes. And I was just like, am I seriously going to lose the um, bet because it takes you two minutes to find a rear naked joke? I you mean... fucking tall dipshit. <laughs> All stiff idiot is type. Um, whatever, whatever else happened in that card, I can't remember. Uh, Michael Johnson, that was good. Well, yeah, it wasn't really good, it was just kind of depressing. Like, both. I mean, I figured I gave Johnson all three rounds, but you know, I'm because you know, I'm Menace City man. But it's, I mean, Lobov, he it was kind of like the Goody half fight. sort of came yeah. forward and it made yep. it really closer than it was, but it Sorry. really wasn't close at all. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I gave I gave Goody I gave Goody and Lobov both around age. Oh, I had uh, twenty seven and Hack Parast up thirty twenty four. Thirty twenty. Uh, second round was not a ten eight. Yeah, second round was a ten nine. Third round was a ten seven. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Right. That shit should have been stopped. <laughs> yeah, it should have been. But I honestly, I had Goody winning um, second round because it just seemed like he just started leading the dance. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 he was good. Don Madge, oh boy. Oh, yeah. You, this guy was great for you. Yeah, that was the best card I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the underdogs were actually pretty great on this one. Yeah. Well, Madge was just like, if you just did it to any type study, it was just like, this guy shouldn't be plus 400 to Edwards. I wasn't expecting him to absolutely annihilate him like that. But <laughs> that, was, that was a minus 500 in the other direction. I know, yeah. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That was, I don't, I think we're just kind of just at 
and Maj actually something he wanted to do in that play. Yeah, Edwards just didn't really seem to stop him. I don't think Edwards Edward just had like you know he just had basic boxing. He wasn't really that good at mixed martial arts. He just had big hand, a big right hand. Say Edwards yeah. is essentially Derek Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Derek Lewis is the goat though, and he's going to win. Just he is. I'm not. I'm not. I, I believe in that fervently. This isn't a prediction. We've, it's a spoiler. We've moved on. To, we've moved on to the um, new era of the UFC, the meme era. I mean. It makes sense. Now we're going to get uh, Joanna getting a screwjob over Shevchenko and Ortega soundly outstriking Max Holloway and making No, Vessel uh, fucking jab. Max Holloway. What's that? Vessel fucking 5045. <laughs> Classic Darren Elkin style. Shit. That would be hysterical. And I still feel like Holloway misses Wade or something and Darren Elkins comes in and fucks up um, Ortega. That's my hope. I mean, I think if someone's going to. It's gonna be someone with like legit power who Ortega can't afford to just sit back and make reads on. Like, I think Stevens kills him. Yeah, probably. Like, I don't rate Stevens like that highly. Like, I don't rate him as much as I rate, Edgar, for example. It's just that when you're facing Edgar, you can kind of afford to take things slow. And yeah. Stevens, you just can't at all. Okay, so what's Ortega gonna do, gonna do to Stevens? He's gonna stand in front of Stevens. He's gonna try it. Who has yeah. that ever worked for? <laughs> Aldo somewhat, but still not yeah. really. Uh, you know, I, st- I still think... I, I made money on Aldo in that fight, but I honestly think Stevens wins that more often than he loses it. If Aldo fights <laughs> like that. It was a nice knockout. It was just... I don't know. I, I just don't trust Aldo's cardio at all. <laughs> I mean, I think it's fair not to trust Aldo's cardio because, you know, it's camp, but I honestly don't think that this is nearly good enough to keep Aldo from just, like, coasting. Round one, he kind of poured it on after the uppercut, but he yep. still connect cleanly at all after on that uh, flurry afterwards yep. and sure. it was an overall like weird performance considering that it was the most unforgiving fight for stevens possible yep that's kind i didn't figure round one ko like of course you did for uh, what was it like plus 1100 or some bullshit uh 2600 2600 yeah what yeah. well, i don't know i just i just had to feel it. okay people because i know the books assume that aldo just doesn't finish much he doesn't. So I was just like, I, I just thought that um, Aldo's cardio would be such a liability. Yeah, I would have to get him out in the first round, or he'd just get sort of just pulled down. I mean, I figured I'd get him out later. I just like he's sitting down on his shots against guys like, um, I guess Holloway, for example. But no. Stevens has a good chin. I didn't figure it would be yeah. a shot finish just because those aren't things you generally think about, unless yeah. you're like Max Holloway. True. I wasn't calling body shot. I just, I just think I just thought Stevens would have, would really overpressure to fuck Aldo's gas tank, and he'd over, leave him open to something. Yeah, I wasn't sure what it was going to be. Maybe a massive knee or something. But I was just I just thought that Stevens would try and push Holloway's pace and not quite be Holloway durable because nobody's Holloway durable. Yeah, Holloway is. He's a very good version of a Diaz brother. Like has Holloway ever been hurt in the UFC? Uh-huh. Has Holloway ever been hurt in the UFC? I don't even think so. He's been like forced onto the back foot by Aldo in like the first fight, but I don't yeah. think he's ever been like legit rocked. Yeah, it's insane. His chin is just insane. I mean, his defense is good, so it doesn't really say much that he hasn't been hit hard enough to get rocked. But he's gotten uh, hit Aldo still fucking cracked him. Aldo cracked him. Lamas cracked him. Stevens cracked him. Did Stevens crack him? I remember Stevens and Josh just all being like parried easily. 
Yeah, I think it was like at least one. I think Holloway, Holloway bit the mouth guard, like bit down the mouth guard at least once in that fight. Well, yeah, and in the Llamas fight, but yeah, that one that's my issue with Ortega versus Holloway. I just feel like they both lean on their chins. To I mean, Ortega leans on his chin more than Holloway. Yeah, Ortega. But they could both just suddenly not have the chin. <laughs> yeah, Ortega's like his uh, kind of reminds me of DC in the sense that he pushes forward a lot, and it yep. works. He's he pushes a pace, and he has an iron chin, but yep. that chin goes away. It's just not going to work. Yeah. So. Uh, moving on to the of this card, which was Serkonov versus Cummins. Uh, I don't know. Cummins just seemed to give up when he couldn't get the takedown. Yeah. He didn't even try to fight the arm triangle. I didn't get why Cummins did most of the things he did in this fight. I mean, he probably could have done more clinch, given that he was just kind of held in a loose headlock by Serkonov. Serkonov has freak grip strength. But... Cummins just didn't do much to defend Sirkunov's takedown in the arm triangle. It was bizarre and disturbing for someone that had a bet on Cummins. It reminds me of it reminds me of Charles Sutton versus Fedor because like Sirkunov hit him very hard in like the first sec in the first five seconds. I think Cummins just didn't mentally get get into it. Yeah, I mean at least Sutton kind of pretended. <laughs> yeah. After, but Cummins is just no. I'm out of here. Fuck this. Yeah, fair enough. I made enough of Madge, didn't Because really, yeah, I had Madge, Strickland, and um, what's his name, Cummins in his card. So, yeah, if, if one hits, I was happy. <laughs> yeah, nice. I mean, yeah. uh, okay. What's happened to that card? Um, there just isn't it? that much to say about Serkinov Cummins. That was bad. Uh, uh, Martinez, where Sukumtots tried his absolute <laughs> to lose the fight and still got what I thought was a 30-26. I put five bucks on draw on the draw after the round two just because, because <laughs> I was just like, is Sukatar seriously doing this again? I mean, it was he made so I, many mistakes in this fight. It was it wasn't even normal. The also, guy, but the ref, Sukatar got two thirty twenty seven cards after killing him in the first round. Yeah, I gave him an easy ten eight in the first. It was a thirty twenty six, no question, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, 29 27, but yeah, it was, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you just kicked the shit out of Martinez for the other two rounds, if I remember correctly. I might have missed something, but. Yeah. Uh, round two, Martinez, decent resurgence. But yeah, it wasn't a huge, it wasn't like winning the fight resurgence. Yeah. Uh, the less we say about Volante versus Herman, the better. And... I didn't even watch it. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. I didn't really pay attention to it, but the parts that I saw were the typical Jean Volante fight. And... If I had to bet, I would have gone Herman just because the coin flip, you know. Yeah. And Volante has looked absolutely horrific in his last, like, seven. Yep. I trust Herman more even on a two-fight, now three-fight skid than I do Volante. But, you know, that turned out to be a bad decision, I suppose. And yeah. Alex Garcia versus Court McGee. And I expected Garcia to just out-athlete him here, but it actually turned out very well for Court McGee. How many times is Alex Garcia going to lose the first, same fight? Seriously. This yeah. It's the same fight as Tim Means one. Yeah, LeFleur fight, Tim Means fight. Yeah. It looked exactly like this. It was... I don't understand. 
I'd... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could say I, the only because any fight he's really got the shit beaten out of him was probably the um, Strickland fight, where Strickland just made him look like an idiot. Oh, the yeah. other, the other, his other four like UFC losses have all been first round win into absolutely dying of um, cardio. Yeah, and I don't think he is legitimately very good at all. He just happened to athlete his way through dead Mike that choke over a striker and Muslim Salikov. But an interesting way to lose when he just fell into McGee's game and he should have been prepared for it with his last few losses being exactly McGee's game. It looked like he made zero improvement. I don't think Alex Garcia is an improving sort of guy, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I remember he used to be the top prospect for the weight class and he just fizzled so hard that I, I hadn't kept track of them until the pile fight. But, yeah. Uh, Taleb versus Sean Strickland, Nordine Taleb being um, Johnson, basically, but kind of. Um, it sounds a bit weird to me because I felt like Nordine Taleb had the right game plan. You know, in the yeah, first round, he was pulling it off pretty well, and then Strickland just kind of catches him and he dies. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the sort of power I'd expect from Strickland. I figure that Taleb was just done at that point, and I can't figure out from what. Kind of like. It's just absolutely bizarre. That was he one hundred percent won that first round. I don't think there's any question about that. Strickland just came out and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Although Strickland, yeah, Strickland just started walking forward and Taleb just leg kicked him, and I was like, I, I had money on Strickland. I cashed it out after round one. I was just like, Strickland is not using the right game plan here. Then yeah, he Taleb just dies. I don't understand it. Taleb, he seems like a solid, you know, talent. He seems like a solid talent, but like the Claudio Silva fight, hanging on to that leg lock was just a gigantic blunder that I pretty much hold against anyone who makes. And this fight, just his will was broken for no goddamn reason. Yep. Yeah, Timo Goti versus Nasrat Hakparast, we touched upon. Hakparast looked way worse on the back foot than he did on the front. Yep. Um, yeah, he, he looked okay. I, I don't really rate him as a type of hyper prospect. Um, yeah, no, no. I, I did. Goody did, Goody did not look like a plus 1000 or whatever underdog, put it that way. I mean, he didn't look like a plus 1000 underdog, but he took the punishment of a plus 100 if it was over because yeah. round two was pretty much Goody's only real Moments. success. Round one and three, really butchered. Yeah. True. Rast looks like a good prospect, at least moving forward, and anyone who let him move forward should, you know, run into that, what one of my boys on Twitter called a hacksaw. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Kaida, Kaida Fishgold was pretty good. Yeah, that's my performance of the night, in my opinion. Fishgold came out firing. And Cater just, you know, jabbed up like that get up might have a top five jab in the UFC. Yeah. Well Fishgold was having some success and they just got caught, I felt like. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like Kaiser was gonna win the fight anyway because Fishgold wasn't pushing a sustainable pace. Yeah, Fishgold was his mouth was open, he was absolutely gassed like a minute before the fight ended. He, uh, I, I understand why he did that though. Yeah, it was a short notice of placement. Fuck it, might as well go for it. I mean, he wasn't going to beat Cater over the distance either. Like, even if he had a full camp, it wasn't going to yeah. happen. Cater's just a little bit too polished. So his best chance was to come out and full Derek Brunson on him. But, I mean, it worked. He gassed himself. Cater just pushed his foot up. 
push the off button behind his ear. Yeah, pretty much. I think I just, yeah, fish go, fish go, got tired and got caught, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, Kader looked like Calvin Kader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really happy to see that because Fishgold actually went for a few early and right before the finish. But I yeah. think a part of the Moicano fight missing on Kader could also out jab Kader. And that just doesn't happen. That's very, very rare. And yeah. Fishgold tried to lay. He just couldn't do anything with Cater's jet all night. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the next fight. Yeah, that one's bad. Um, I don't know. Busy considering contemplating my navel. It's... I, I'm, if I remember correctly, it was just a pure wrestle fuck, and it was just bad. Was, but uh, Edwards' mad, that one was... The odds were just words. Yeah. It was... I mean, I don't see, like, even now I don't, okay, even before I didn't see how Edwards was such a big fan other than the, you know, big Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series built-in favorite boost, but Madge looked sensational, and I didn't expect that either. Yeah, um, yeah, Madge looked good. Bit too, bit, bit too, um, happy to play off his back. I mean, it was yeah, no, but still, if you're playing guard, that's because, yeah, this guy's a raw TNC prospect. Don't, just don't play off your guard, please. <laughs> I mean, I can understand playing off your back if you can consistently make the success that Madge did against Edwards. You're like Yuri Alcantara against Corey Sandhagen, and you're just lying on your back eating shots. You should be able to get up. <laughs> oh, God. Alcantara versus Sandhagen, that was weird. Alcantara just shut yeah. down. Alcantara had the like if they had stopped that fight, I wouldn't have complained for the yeah for the armbar that was fucked. <laughs> that that whole thing was just one stoppage, which probably should have been stopped, and then just one long should have been stopped through the entire latter half of the first round and the first half of the second round. That was horrible. But uh, next fight, Arjun Singh Buller, my countryman, versus Marcelo Gom and. After this fight, I think there's decent reason to fade both of them. Yep. Pretty much. He liked what Singh Buller showed against um, Rike, but I don't really think Rike is that good. And Gom just kicked the shit out of his leg. Yep. I don't even think that check that broke Gom's foot was intentional. It was... I feel like that was just a magic bailout for Singh Buller, and he yeah. took advantage, obviously, but it was still a bailout. Yeah. Um, Buller was in my right. parlay. I would not do that again. Pretty much. Um, yeah, Stevie Ray versus Justin Yaro. I'm, like, I remember people, people bitching about being a robbery on Twitter, but I don't really feel strongly enough about it either way. Yeah, I scored it for, for Yari, but it wasn't a robbery, no. It was, I played it like an orthodox Darren Till, and Ray just kicked the shit out of the lead leg, which was smart. And yep. Yari didn't really have a true answer to it, but he did, you know, yep. get some good offense off. Yep. Uh, moving on to the better card this weekend. It's UFC 230 in Madison Square Garden. Started out as a stacked card, significantly less stacked now, but still fun. Yeah. Bottom so, up. Yeah. 
Uh, Adam Wichorek Adam versus Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Uh, Wichorek coming off the, if I'm not mistaken, the Yoma Plata against Argentine Bullard. And Marcos Rogerio de Lima coming off, well, he's a short notice replacement, actually, for uh, Huslan, well, he was supposed to fight Huslan Magomeda, and yep. now fighting a guy with magic submission ability. Uh, who are you picking in this one? I just don't feel strongly about it at all. Um, Lima, just because I think Wikjurek kind of sucks. <laughs> to be honest, I don't. I think both of them suck. I've never seen anything impressive from Delima, and I've seen something impressive from Richorek. I just don't think it's replicable at all. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Wikjurek will just become the new Derek Lewis of Iron Plotters. <laughs> I want to see him jump in a Moplata like um, <laughs> against Tiago Santos. Yep, good shit. <laughs> Delima's actually been inactive since his 2017 fight against uh, where he got on It's kind of annoying that uh, Romero versus Costa got uh, knocked off the card. I was looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll ever finish to begin with. Cause yeah, true. Romero had the neck injury. They just got everyone's hopes up with the official announcement and just yeah. you know, dabbed on it. And yeah, try. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel strongly about this one at all. I think Wichorek is a pretty significant favorite. So if I'm going to bet on something, but I think Lehman's the value side, definitely, because Wichorek's not a great striker. Yeah, but, but Lehman's UFC losses, I think, have all been by submission. They both kind of suck, yeah. Which is, if they both kind of suck, I'll happily take. I'll happily take the bigger number. Yeah, it's uh, Rogerio's plus one seventy five, and we twerk. And I don't think in a low level heavyweight fight that that accounts for you know the tomfoolery that happens with big guys swinging fists, especially when they're bad at defense. Um, yeah, true. Um, then what? Kelleher versus Jackson? Yeah. Um, uh, odds I admit, on... I, the odds of this are weird. I, I'm a mixed opinion. Like, Montel could have the seems to have the athleticism and the sort of background to be a sort of hyper prospect. But the Ricky Simon loss just wasn't very pretty. I mean, I actually thought he won the Simon fight, but I, he was never going to win that fight on the judges' scorecards with just striking and looking hopeless off his back. He kind yeah. of Ramon didn't do anything on top because that's the only thing that saved him from a more, de- more decisive loss. But Jackson just, he's low volume against anyone really good, especially when he yeah. has And he's absolutely hopeless off his back. So looking at that and looking at the odds, Jackson is at a minus 125 currently and Kelleher is at a plus 125. The clear value side, I'd have him, yeah. I'd Kelleher like minus 150 to be honest, yeah. Because, like, because you know, Keller, I think Kelleher wins the decision because, because he just has so much more volume, and that's all you need in sport of MMA, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kelleher, he's pretty solid everywhere, he's well rounded, he's he yeah. should, um, who was because it? I think Ivory wins, he either wins the decision on just throwing a lot more punches or he gets a submission, just I don't know. Yeah, tapping Jackson out when he looks horrible on his back. Yeah. No. I think, yeah, I don't know why Jackson is the favorite here, unless it's just, again, contender series hype, which I would think 
would have dissipated completely after the Simone showing. Who knows? Tuesday Night Contenders hype just seems to be... I'm not even sure why it's even hype, because I mean, is that many, do that many people actually care about TNC? I don't... I think... Because TNC is a lot better than um, fucking The Ultimate Fighter. I think people catch it, and that's the only exposure they have to a lot of these people. Yeah, true, I guess. And Kelleher opened at minus five, and he was yeah. back up to plus 108. Yeah. Which is kind of insane, considering that He's the more proven commodity by a gigantic margin. But uh, moving on to Shane Burgos' comeback from the Calvin Cater fight against Kurt Hollibaugh, who is a healthy plus 270 under to the minus 330 Shane Burgos. Um... I feel good about Burgos here. To be yeah. Honest, right, agree, yeah. yeah, I think Burgos is underrated defensively at this point. Yep. He, uh, his head movement is pretty incredible, and he's a very, very dangerous counter striker. Cater just made him look bad with just being so fast yep. and having such a good jab, being such a good fainter. And Halabad yep. doesn't really have that, right? From what I've seen, he's basically just walking forward and throwing shit at your head. Yeah. So, I think um, it's a fairly easy Burgos win, but the value side probably is still Hollabaugh because I'd only cap this at like minus 200 for Shane Burgos. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah. Just Shane Burgos seems like an interesting pro- it seems like an interesting prospect, definitely. Yeah, I like um, Shane Burgos. He's um, he- The Tiger Shulman guys are all kind of similar. What's that? The Tiger Shulman guys are all kind of similar. Oh, yeah, he's got the sharp boxing of a guy like Julio Arce, too, and Jimmy Rivera. Yeah. I just, they just teach a certain style. I, I, it's just, they just seem to, you know, there's quite, quite low variation between the people in the gym. But Uriah Hall's also there, so who knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Uriah Hall, I don't, if, I don't think Uriah Hall seems coachable. That, yes. I don't think he's ever followed a game plan. But, yeah, Burgos... Rivera and uh, Arsic, pretty sharp counter strikers, pretty good boxing. So yeah, I know where you're coming from. I'm just picturing, picturing a training session. Everybody else is just like these little flyweights, bantamweights, featherweights, all following a disciplined boxing and Mai Tai game plan. And then there's your eye hole in the corner, just fucking spinning around like a, on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Man's trying to pull omoplatas on a striking dummy. Exactly, and like, there's just no contact between the two. It's just your eye holes in the corner doing his own thing. There's no rhyme or reason, and Tiger Shulman just leaves him alone because he's not. Exactly, because yeah, because yeah, just yeah, pretty much. Um, so what's next? Favola versus Venata. Uh, they found really the, wanna... they found somebody they think Venata can beat. I think that's just the only explanation here. Yeah, I really want to fade Venata here, but I just can't. I don't think Matt Frivola is any good at all, and the odds seem to really reflect that. He's plus 220 against Venata, who's minus 270. And against basically anyone else, I would say slam that underdog line against Lando Venata, because Venata is he's diverse in a sense, but he's also not very good in a sustainable sense. He can kind of overwhelm you with offensive stuff, but he's not offensively deep. Like, even right. um, John McDessie was able to kind of land some good shit on Venata before he to the heel kick. 
And I would not pick Vinada to win that fight again because McDessie has proven to be better than Vinada in his subsequent, <laughs> in his subsequent contest against better fighters. But, <clears throat> yeah, I don't really see any value on this fight whatsoever. Yeah, I think Vinada should kill him because, like, Vinada hasn't been quite what people expected he would be, but on the other hand, he's been fighting against upper echelon competition. I mean, Bobby Green... And he would have finished Bobby Green if he wasn't an idiot and threw that and thrown that down knee. Yeah, but he did let Bobby Green back into the fight after he... Um, yeah, I know, but I'm just... Yeah, true. I'm just like, but yeah, you know, I consider David Tamer and Drakkar close to be like top 25 lightweights, which is a very deep division. Yeah, I like Drakkar close. He's at the very least decent, but yeah. not a loss to him. He just looked absolutely fucking hopeless. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, but I just feel like Drakkar close is just designed to, he just had a very good game plan. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's style. a point where. Like a guy like Venata, he's gonna get shut down by a lot of really good guys. But there's also a point where if you someone like Matt Frivola, who's not at just pure offensive diversity, is just gonna chainsaw him. Pretty much, I think he just gets him out in the first round pretty easily. Yeah, and the odds on Venata KO are plus one thirty, so not very wide at all, very narrow. Yeah, look at um, I might look at that. Based on Venada having a few subs, that actually might be a thing. <laughs> on Venada having subs, that's plus 550. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not worth it. I'm also hoping for something like ridiculously wide. Venata in round one at 3.25 is not bad. I mean, Venata in round one at 175, that's not horrible, but it's. I, was ho- I would hope for something wider just because. Venata's stock has fallen so much. He's lost what, two, three in a row? He's no, he's only yeah. one. And the Bobby Green fight was a draw. Yeah. I think it's easy to treat that as a loss, though. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I can't. You can't disagree, I can't disagree about that. <laughs> I mean, he had the fight won and just threw it away, which is disturbing. Yeah. Um... But, uh, ben Saunders versus Lyman Good. And Saunders, this is a short notice fight for him after getting soundly outgrappled by Sergio Moraes. But there's, you know, no shame there. Sergio Moraes is a legend. Yeah, very good. And Lyman Good is at a minus 650 here against 475 Ben Saunders. Now, I favor Lyman Good here, but I don't think this line is justified. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> like Saunders, yeah, he's looking a bit shaky and chitty in his old age. But it still should be just a swing fest. And I I think that Saunders is closer to a play is like plus two hundred, I think, I'd say here. Yeah, I'd put him around there just it is significantly more athletic at this point. He's probably a better puncher. I haven't seen a ton out of good because he's not active at all. Yeah. Usada stuff, I think because of injuries as well. That yep. Saunders, you've seen a lot more of, and he hasn't looked impressive other than taking out Ellenberger, which isn't that impressive at this point. Yep. So, I mean, I think Good isn't a bettable one. He is my pick at Evens, though. Yeah, of course. I, I just, I think it's just a bit, a bit over wide. Yeah, I mean, I could put like a tenth of a unit on Saunders. Yep. Yeah, I agree. 
but uh, next is what I think will be probably fight of the night. Julio Arce, one of those Tiger Shulman guys, against Shaman Marais, who showed rare actual Muay Thai skills in his last fight against Matt Sales. Yeah. I think Arce is way too wide here. I mean, just as a favorite. For sure. Minus 320 for Arce against plus 260 for Shaman Marais. Yeah, I, I just I figure yeah you know, I I could ask I could ask say like a minus one fifty. I think he's yeah, I, got the style he should edge it, but I think it's a good prospect match and it'll be very closely contested. Yeah, I think I'd pick Arce in. Um, well, I'd bet Arce if it was like evens and anywhere up to like one thirty or forty because I think Shaman Rice looked really really good against Matt Sales. The commentary ruined that fight. Joe yeah. was so biased for Matt Sales. It was Dominic Cruz's um, teammate. But Shaman Rice ripped him apart for the first two, and then he hit the cardio cliff, which is why I'd favor Arce ultimately. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and also, I'm curious to see how Shaman approaches the cardio cliff this time. I mean, I don't... Is, is this just like an over you now sort of feature, or is, just, or is it just one time? Because sales kept coming at him pretty effectively. Yeah, and I think Sales hit the body a couple times, and I don't think Arce is a body hitter. He's more yeah. straight left hand counters, from what I've seen. At least. I don't, I don't write. Um, I'll say his competition hasn't been that good, really. I mean, who was a Daniel Tamer who isn't nearly a shit, a shit tamer? Yeah, and who's the other guy? Danny Go. Danny, oh, the um, killed Mike Santiago, right? I think he's. Yeah. Dead. But I don't think he's been tested against anyone who's nearly good. So Arce beating him that way. It was pretty it was a pretty fun fight to watch, if I remember correctly, because Arce just ripped him apart from range. But yeah, I think Matt Sales is better than both of those guys. And Shaman's yeah, Zabbit. Um, yeah, and yeah, there's no real shame in losing this debate. Yeah, I mean, Shaman at plus 260, I have um, like five or ten bucks on him. Yeah, same. It's gonna make it pretty fun. I yeah, think. yeah, I think, I think it'll be a fun world contest. Um, I think, I think Shaman wins the first round or two, round or so, but it's gonna come down to the cardio cliff again. I mean, even if it does hit the cardio cliff, I don't think Arce is enough of a finisher to make it matter. Like, no. It could just look like the um, Shaman Marais versus uh, Matt Sales. And it's that Marais was able to push into the clinch, rip him apart in the clinch. And because uh, Tamer was able to push into the clinch against Arce, almost tripped him out of the clinch. And Marais is probably a better guy in close. He showed yep. a nice long clinch, knee work, some elbows against um Sam so I think if he can take the first like round and a half, he should be good. And then Arce yeah. try to make it back, but he doesn't really have any hands for even the division. Yeah, that's essentially what I'm expecting. Just yeah, it'll be um, Arce needs to get back into the fight. Yeah, I mean, I'll say live. I'll say live after a round probably a decent bet too. So. I mean, yeah, if, if Shaman, I mean, how it's going? Even if Shaman wins the first round, if he expends a ton of energy, I might take Arce live. But uh, yeah. next fight, it's a rematch from the Ultimate Fighter, Roxanne Modafferi versus 
Sajara Eubanks, who might remember runs this division. And Otta Ferry is a plus 475 underdog against Eubanks, minus 650. And looking, I don't think the full fight's been aired, but looking at the first fight package from the Ultimate Fighter, I don't think these odds are justified. And I know that's kind of been a running theme for this one, but I favor Sajara Eubanks at evens, but Mata Ferry came really close to a few guard armbars that just make me really, really wary when it comes to these sorts of odds. Yeah, pretty much. Just no. So the tough, uh, Roxanne had some success against her in the Tough House, and I think the Tough House is the unique e- ecosystem because they have short, you know, short um, camps. And uh, I feel like Roxanne's a fairly smart fighter. I mean, I think Roxanne is not a very good decision fighter in the sense that against Montano as well, she kind of relied on bursts of offense, like the guard bar and Sam against Sajara in the first fight. So I think if I'm going to take something, I think I already put a little bit on it, was um, Roxanne Motoferry inside the distance. And that, that now plus 1065, I took it around plus 970. Because if Sajara Eubanks wins, it's going to be the sort of grinding decision she won the first time. And if uh, Roxanne wins, it's probably going to be a guard arm bar somewhere in a scramble or maybe even a knockout like she got in her last fight against, I believe, Barb oh. Hunt. So... Oh. I think the odds are wide, especially considering that, again, Modafferi can can finish a fight. She didn't have no success in the first fight. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. And, of course, the universe has to come back and bite Sajara Eubanks for all the shit she's been talking. Uh, I, mean, she's, I think it's justifiable shit because she got passed up for um, title fight and that sort of stuff. I mean, that's true, but she's kind of a prick. Yeah, true. She lost Aspen Lad. She can't be that good. Yeah, three two, and she, you know, I mean, I understand upset that Madison Square Garden um, main event got taken away from you, but like when you're three two, you kind of have to understand that you're a bargaining chip, you know? Yeah, sure. Like, look at David Branch. David Branch has been stripped of two high profile fights against Yoel Romero and Jacare Souza, and he worked so hard for the Souza fight. Bitching, he's as stoic as a man gets. So. Uh, moving on to Jason Knight versus Jordan Rinaldi, and I kind of feel similarly to this as I do for Venata Frivola in the sense I would fade Jason Knight against most of the people I consider very good, but Jordan Rinaldi is not that good from what I've seen. Yep, pretty much. I think Jason Knight's chin's a bit of a concern increasingly. Because uh, he... He's got that Diaz defensive style of just walking through shirts, and I feel like his chin's starting to go a bit. I'm not thinking, I'm not saying he's going to get knocked out here. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't think I'd ever bet Knight, even just ignoring the chin after this, because um, he's just not looked good. I think Benitez was able to just jab him up, and Lamas destroyed him because he just got up yep. in front of Lamas for nothing. And yep. uh, what was his last fight? Amir Khani. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought he won the Amir Khani fight. It was a uh, bad showing either way. Yeah. Uh, I think I had Macron winning that, but it was just, yeah, I just, they were both being idiots. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was closer than it should have been for both guys. And they both had opportunities to finish. They just didn't take them in like a reasonable way. Yeah. And also, like, I felt like Macron, like he was dominating for the first two minutes. And they just started showboating really too hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and wasn't that when Knight hit him with like a fucking uppercut and Yeah. Completely killed him. <laughs> when he came back. Well yeah, because Knight let him back in. Yeah. It was like mate, you watched um Shogun vs Henderson that there's like this uppercut that Henderson gets hit with and you he clearly goes unconscious <laughs> for like a second on the way down, then um Shogun hits him again and he wakes back up. Oh yeah, I've seen a few of those. I think it was um Jack Ray <laughs> Or the first knockdown that Jackery took with the straight right. Yes. On the um the second ground and pound shot, but he seemed to recover when Whitaker punched him again. Yeah, give me a second. I think I found it. Oh link the yeah. yeah, pretty much. Like yeah, it, it happens occasionally, but yeah, sometimes guys just go. Yeah. And I don't think Ronaldo do well, do you know? Um, he's in the UFC. I mean, Negotiates yeah, contracts well. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he does some shit for like an elite, and he's not elite, but for like among the general population, I'm sure. But I don't think he's done anything as tricky as Knight in the sense that Knight, for all of his flaws, the guy's just a puzzle to figure out, you know? I wish I had the time, inclination, or interest to keep track of every fringe UFC lightweight. Because turn there's about 15,000 of the fuckers. Rinaldi actually has a win over... Derek Lewis? No, oh, fair enough. No, Rinaldi. No, Rinaldi has a... He's lost to diet with Brian Ortega. By yeah, that mean, one was... Fair around with a triangle joke. Well, of course. You know, oh, yeah, of how course. else do you lose how... to Brian Ortega? Um, sure, yes. First round elbow? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for the, I can't wait for the wheels to the um, final Tiger Express. (laughs) It'll be so satisfying. Ortega to the title 2018. Brian Elkin, I mean, sorry, Darren Elkins will beat Brian Ortega at some point. I, I can feel it coming. I mean, if he can, you know, not get Oliveira again, then yeah, for sure. Yeah, Darren, Darren Elkins just needs to fuck him up. Just fifth round, Darren Elkins, miracle comeback. Um, Darren Elkins gets a fucking weird plot of shit. I know. Nah, I just knock out in the fifth round. It just swarms him. <laughs> okay, we get the second coming of the, um, what was that fight where he came back in the third round? Vectic. Yes. That was satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Elkins, I feel like Elkins is kind of overrated at this point because he has two legit comebacks, uh, Bektik and MJ, but yeah. he just hasn't looked good against, like, Bermudez. pretty bad against um, and Volkanovski. So I don't really know what to make of Elkins at this point. I think he gets slaughtered by Lomas. Uh, I think he's the GOAT, so we'll have to back to death. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's reasonable, I understand. Exactly. Yeah, there's GSP, Anson Silver. But Anson Silver's called GSP is a welterweight, which is a terrible division. And yeah, so Darren Elkins, you have to kind of go with him. I mean, the true good is obviously Jose Aldo. There's no question. Demetrius Johnson would have been GOAT, but he got 50 42 by, um, what's his name? Um, Cejudo. I mean, I don't know why people are hyping up Cejudo, to be honest. I mean, his biggest win is a robbery over some guy that's in one right now. I, I didn't realize that. Uh, I didn't realize that John Moraga was in one. 
Yes. Um, so uh, I, I still don't understand how he didn't say that, how he didn't score that fast as a 50 42. Oh, I scored in 50 45. Yeah. 50, no, 50 42 for Ka- Kahuda was pretty clear. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, I, I'm embarrassed <laughs> for having this discussion. Sahuda <laughs> just ate those leg kicks like a champ, and that scores. Exactly. And, uh, that's uh, what was next. Derek Bronson, Bronson Israel. I am very deep on Bronson Co. One because the price is stupid. I'm just deep <laughs> on uh, Brunson just um, straight. Brunson is plus two sixty-five. Adesanya is at minus three twenty-five. And Sonia, he's he's impressed me. I know he hasn't really impressed you with the Vittori win and such, but I think his Tavar a decent pick. But at these odds, Brunson is easily the value side when he has at least two clear paths to victory. Yes, I'm just hoping Brunson just sprints out there. Like what's way nine of um, eight of Brunson's last nine fights have ended by first round knockout. Have ended by or did he get them? Uh, he's he's won his last six. He's won his last six by first round knockout, and I, every every fight he's had since um but since um Larkin, he's only had one non first round knockout. Yeah, Jack Ray and, um, Jack Ray knocked him out. Yeah, yeah. So he's running eight of nine on um. So eighty percent of his last ten have ended by first round knockout. I mean, I don't think Israel Adesanya is going to knock him out in the first round because Adesanya basically has nothing but his knees, but. I, do. I think Brunson will give him the opportunities, though. Like, yeah, it's possible Brunson just runs into something. Yeah, I think that's the most likely outcome, that Adesanya just throws out one of his usual, like, softer jabs and yep. into a chin first and just doesn't want to run in again. Yeah. I think I think there's a decent chance Israel gets definitely gets Stefan Struve, though. Tall motherfucker. It's... I don't rate Brunson's striking very highly. I actually rate his wrestling more than I do his striking. Because, I mean, especially in this matchup, because Adesanya is a significantly better striker. He's way better. There's really no question, in my opinion. And yeah, but if Brunson just kind of dives to the hips and starts throwing H-bombs and that kind of shit, I think there's a decent chance there. Particularly when Israel yeah. does take a while to warm up. Yeah, I mean, Israel is a slow starter. He's one... I mean, I thought he's he... small. Yeah. I don't remember how I scored the Vittori fight. I think he scored round one against him. And I, yeah. two and three. And I scored the Tavares fight round one for him, but it was yep. still his warm-up round. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, against a, a fast starter, against a slow starter, it could end up like uh, Hernandez, Dariush. But, yeah. And and I wouldn't put plus 265 odds on Brunson just diving for a low single. And, no. no. I just think for, plus 1,500 on Brunson KO1 is stupid. <laughs> it should be like plus yeah. 400 max. Yeah, I mean, Brunson is showing the ability to get those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Brunson, I wouldn't put Brunson win in round one at like plus 934, even. Yeah. Like, it's pretty much 50 50 shot between him out in round one and out yeah. of the decision. Yeah, that's, that's my rate of how it goes. Or, I mean, there's still the wrestle fuck opportunity, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's. I give him like a thirty percent chance at a wrestle fuck and a twenty percent chance at KO one, and I don't think that adds up to fucking nine plus nine hundred. Yeah, I got plus thirteen hundred. That's for KO one though. Oh yeah, because you parlay them together. 
Yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I favor Adesanya at evens, but it, the bet is very, very clear here. Yeah. And people actually playing Israel at that price are stupid. Uh, Minus yeah. 300 is unproven. And I wouldn't take much any middleweight against Derek Brunson at minus 300. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah. Maybe, yeah, Brunson's a very volatile fighter. <laughs> I, I'd probably take Jackare. I'd definitely take Jackare at those odds, to be honest. Because yeah, but Jackare was there to get hit. Jackare did get hit, but hit a bit by him. I mean, Jackare is Brunson's kryptonite, though. Brunson can't take that head kick or that right hand. Yeah. It's simply how it works. Fair enough. Jackery yeah, has ever shown that kind of power against anyone else. It's just Brunson can't take Jack specifically. No, Jackery has shown solid power. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, not send people flying across the cage with a head kick power. Yeah, true. That's not about some else. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so I think Israel minus 300 is just stupid. Like, if Israel was available, even I'm taking him, but minus 300 just feel A, it's Derek Brunson who can just do crazy shit. And B, yeah. there's too many question marks taking with minus 300. Yeah, I mean, I generally, I don't cap fights wider than minus 200 unless they're really mismatches. And this very, very clearly a mismatch. It's, yeah. yeah, I would cap him at like minus 150, minus 160, just because I don't, well, one, I don't rate, I don't cap fights wide to begin with. And second, yeah. Brunson has, again, several very clear paths to victory. He could run out and spark him in one round, or he can just lay on him for two and just hang out for the third. But the caveat is, I think that whoever wins looks like a minus 500 in like, hindsight. Oh, yeah, that's like how it happened with Khabib Connor, too. Yeah. And so I think either Israel just makes him look very silly, or Brunson just mauls him. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful to be making him look like a god. Yeah, pretty much. And realistically, Brunson's fight for Adesanya than Whitaker and Gastelum. Because Whitaker and Gastelum are going to stand a distance and kickbox with him, where Brunson's probably, he's either going to barrel forward and try to punch him or barrel forward and try to take him down. So Adesanya thrives in that sort of distance, patient, thoughtful kickboxing fight, which Whitaker and Gastelum probably are going to give him, while Brunson's not going to give a shit. So if Adesanya can get through Brunson, I'll be incredibly impressed if he does it yeah. well as he did against Tavares. And I think I'd give him a decent shot at the top of the uh, pile, but he has to get through Brunson, and that's probably one of his tougher fights in the division. Yeah. Arrow's moving up, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, um, Rockhold's probably the easiest ones. I think, I think Israel just dials on Rockhold. I mean, maybe, but... Yeah, Rockhold doesn't tape him down. I, will, I would think that when you're facing Adesanya, okay, well, I mean, maybe not, I guess. Rockhold didn't really try to take Bisping down, so I guess after. Yes. I mean, most Rockhold's takedowns are either because he reversed somebody else taking him down because he's knocked somebody down. Yeah. Does he have any, like... The, well, even the Wyburn takedown was because he fucking got back, he got body, back body lock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Machida takedown was a knockdown. Bisping choke out was a knockdown. The Weidman, he got a takedown on Weidman without actually, after Weidman was actually just totally dead after round. And I don't remember him getting a legit takedown except for. 
But uh, moving on to Harshman versus Carl Robertson. And I don't know much about either of these guys. So the line being minus 280 for Robertson and plus 240 for Marshman is a bit odd to me. Um, Robertson should be the better um, kickboxer, and Marshman's just a kickboxer. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's been made as a showpiece for um, Robertson. Yeah, they've done that for uh, pay per views in the past. I think in two, the Reyes St. Prue. Yeah been in the middle of um, 223 and 220. So they yeah. do like that, but I don't think Robertson is really that good. I think this is just another um, Tuesday Night Contender Series syndrome with the odds. And yeah. yeah, the odds are a bit crazy, but I, I think the intent is that, though. Yeah. I don't think Marshman is... How many fights does Marshman even look good in? He looked good against uh, fucking his debut fight, Struve, dude. My mini Struve. But yeah. against Santos, he looked really bad against, um, who was it? Antonio Carlos Jr.? He looked really bad. This kind of reminds me of Al-Hassan versus Price. Is that sort of matchmaking? You mean where Al-Hassan uh, totally nuked Knocked it? him out in 40 seconds. <laughs> yeah. They just, they, just, they just stood in front of each other and swung. Because Price is an idiot. I mean... <laughs> when he isn't psych-controlling, it's psych control hammer-fisting people to death. Yeah, he sets up a half-knee bar and just murders you from there. <laughs> I am still triggered. <laughs> that, that killed me. I hate it. <laughs> just why? I, I, it was not so much losing the bet as it was. Am I going to lose the bet by that? <laughs> Fuck you, Bryce. Like, if Fresh turned out to be better, I just wouldn't be salty at all, but Randy Brown looked better. And Fresh yeah. just pulled out, you know, just Ortega-level ass pull, if not worse. That, that's probably, I think that's probably the worst, that's probably the worst ass pulls I've ever seen in the sport. I mean, like I mean, Lewis Volker, Volkanov, Lewis um, versus Volkov, maybe at least Lewis, you know, he could do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fucking, it's a side control bottom fucking hammer first. What the fuck, dude? That one was just insane. Yeah. But, uh, that's the way knockout yeah. the year. I don't see how you give anything else knockout the year. <laughs> I mean. I think when it comes to like pure uniqueness, it has to be knockout of the year. Also, Marshman absorbed a ton of punishment punishment from Santos, so I think he doesn't get completely routed. I mean, he could just look like a punching bag for the whole thing. Yeah, but still something. Yeah, I know they've hyped up uh, Robertson's kickboxing, but if I remember correctly, he went like 0-2 in glory, and his best opponent was literally the last fight of Jerome LeBanner. Yeah. And it was like deep he, undercard stuff. It wasn't even like real. Um... <laughs> yeah, he went, he went O two in glory. Yep. One guy who doesn't have a Wikipedia page, and his. Um, it's kickboxing. Nobody has a Wikipedia page. Well, yeah, there are a few guys with Wikipedia. Person, for example, but he's two one in amateur kickboxing and O and three in pro kickboxing. Yep. One of those being the loss to LeBanner, which I remember being a bit controversial, but yeah. it was. Still, the last fight of Robert of uh, LeBanner's career, I believe. Um, not by the looks of it. Let me find it. No, second last, second last, second to last. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he fought in 2018. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah, kickboxers never retire. Those guys just like fighting every five minutes. Yeah, that's why Adesanya's gotten four fights in the last like six months. Yeah, it's different sort of um culture, I guess. 
expectation. Yeah, I can respect that. All right, so we're on to Jared Cannonier subbing Dave Branch by punches. <laughs> Jared Cannonier, yeah, like, have you seen the Cannonier's knockout over um, what's his face, the guy that lost to Tai Tuivaza? Um, yeah, so Alaska. Ah, yeah, that's his name. Uh, where Cannonier just like fucking murdered him with a left hook and just elbowed him to death. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I think Branch is just better everywhere. I actually really like Branch. He's one of my middleweight guys after um, the Santos knockout. Yeah, uh, I don't. I bet on him against Santos, but like, I I don't think that knockout was hugely meaningful because it was the first solid punch that Branch had landed, and yeah, it was a nice counter. But I'm just, I don't know. It yeah. felt outlierish. I don't think it happens every time because it's just, you know, Santos is probably the more dangerous striker among the two. And Branch is just the smarter one who doesn't have a ton of power, I guess. Yep. He landed yep. clean on Rockhold a bunch of times, but it didn't really do much to Rockhold. And Rockhold isn't exactly Iron Chin. So, yep. I mean, I don't think it happens the same way every time, but I would favor Branch against Santos, like, to take down and maul him. I figured the fight yeah. was going to begin with, and then Branch just sparked him out. Yeah, I thought Santos was, like, was trying to gas out, and that Branch would get some form of submission or like grinding decision, wrestle fucking, yeah. but yeah. Like a Jacko fight? Yeah, pretty much. I thought Branch would slow him down and win a, win a decision. I mean, it was. Branch Jotko was just. Branch Jotko actually gives me confidence in Branch in this fight. It... Yeah. Just because. He's gonna be able to slow a guy down, and he doesn't really care that it's boring as shit. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a little bit on Branch inside the distance because Cannoneer looked horrible off his back against Teixeira, but yep. I think Branch, you know, should get it either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd agree definitely. Um, Cannoneer's coming in with actually no camp and no skill, or yeah, he's not very good. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, so it's Jack Ravis, our boy, the wide, uh, still our boy, Wideman. The Chris. I have a weird feeling Jack Ray wins this. I just like my knockout. I feel like that too. I just don't see where he has the advantage. Massive amounts of power and Wideman's defensively has a massive defensive liability. I don't think Wideman's a massive defensive liability. He hasn't faced anyone with literally just a right hand like Sosa since. Yeah. I think that Jacare knockout nine to one is pretty is a good is a good price. I mean, I think it's a good. I don't trust Weidman, but I don't think it's because of Souza's skill set. If that makes sense. Yeah. Also, I also like um, Weidman sub at twenty six to one. Weidman, okay. I mean, I wouldn't take Weidman sub against Jacare at really really wide odds, to be honest, because I don't think going to be following Jacare to the. I think if he, if he, if he gets uh, if he hurts him a bit and he's tired, yeah, it's not unknown. I mean, if he hurts him bad enough that Sozo just forgets all of his jujitsu, or is at least worse than like Weidman's a good grappler, but Jackeray's on another level. So yeah. Weidman hurts him badly enough that Jackeray is on Weidman's level. I feel like that'd just be a knockout. Yeah, <laughs> it would have to be like a fucking Formiga uh, when level. He's already out. Why not tap him out? Type of thing to just pretty much, yeah. But I, I, I just Wyman's grappling isn't that isn't that far behind. If Jacare is that fucking tired, 
you know, I, I played I played Colby Covington to sub Meyer in the third round, like 250 to one. So I just believe that these um, guys <laughs> of legendary jiu-jitsu can be done if they get that tired. I mean, it's possible, especially like considering. Hey, see, I don't think Jackery's tiredness actually diminished his game that much against Gastelum, though. Yeah, that's a Gastelum that has no has no striking defense whatsoever. And just absorb well, yeah, punches. but it, it the only thing that the tiredness actually did to Sozo was position. He didn't actually get any less effective. No. Gastelum over and over. Yeah. So I don't think that Weidman. Cardio testing Jackery is that likely? I do think that Jackery has a good shot at a win, though. Yeah. Just because Weidman could, you know, shit yep. the. But I mean, I feel like Weidman's cardio, if anything, is a bigger liability than Jackery's cardio at this point. Yep. Because Weidman is. Um, his game just totally fell apart against uh, Gegard Musazi when he retired. Yeah. Um, I, well, he, we, well, he beat Musazi in the first round, correctly. Well, yeah, and then he got tired. Like, as yeah. soon as yeah. round started, he got ripped apart. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, I, feel, I feel I'm kind of leaning Jack right Why? I just have a feeling. I mean... If I wipe him, we'll tap him out. I'm trying to go third round. My feeling is leaning Jackery, but I think if like sit down and analyze this, it would definitely be Weidman because yeah. Jackery, he tries to pressure, but Weidman is a legitimately great pressure. Like, yeah. RDA, Weidman's terrible like, going backwards. Well, Jackery is kind of at least stronger. Jackery has got enough power, if, even if you push him back. Well, if Weidman ever goes backwards, he just kind of isn't very good. Well, yeah, but I don't think Jackery is going to have the ability to actually push Weidman back. Jack yeah. just walks forward and it works, but Weidman, at least like, okay, this is from years ago, but yeah. 2014 Weidman, 2015 Weidman, he was a legendary director. He was the RDA of middleweight. Yeah. I think if they both go head to head trying to pressure each other, Weidman is going to win. And yeah. what makes it worse is that Jack or I doesn't really have much of a down threat if yeah. he's going to be open. Sure. Um, yeah, I suppose so, Wyman's a sensible pick. I mean, can't deny that. So, uh, it's moving on to um, Derek knocking out Daniel Cormier. Yeah, Derek Lewis via first round KO, three seconds in. We don't need to discuss this anymore, do we? I think it's quite self explanatory. Do your well, tape study, mean... guys. <laughs> yeah, Lewis via whatever he wants. It's just not even going to be competitive. And this, this is like prime. Prime, prime Darren Elkins versus Demetrius Johnson. It's complete wrecking. Yeah, it's like if it's Elkins when his damage tattoo is totally charged up against like fucking CM Punk. This is just not even competitive. I know. Just imagine, yeah, you just, you just how does Daniel Cormier do anything? He's just small. He's smaller than Derek Lewis. What more do you need to know? <laughs> I mean, I actually look at the Wayans. And Cormier actually got a pretty big size disadvantage. Like Lewis is significant. I know. It's like ten inches. Of, it's like ten inch. It's like seven inch reach and um, serious height and yeah, decent amount of weight. Lewis just looks, you know, Popeyes fed. Yeah. And and, and this is actually a significant amount of reach too. 
Well, I mean, I don't think Lewis uses range enough for that to matter. Yep. And look, everybody wants to see Lesnar versus Lewis. Oh, Lewis Merch. <laughs> <laughs> you sure about that? Are you sure? Yeah. The UFC want Lewis to win because I think that's the that's the best chance I've got of having Lesnar as heavyweight champion. Oh no! I mean, Lesnar can take him down, but what will he do when Lewis just stands back up? Um, cry. <laughs> I mean, Look. I think the just stand up thing is kind of a meme because it doesn't really like Lewis kind of uses some jitsu stuff, kind of sometimes, but usually he's just athletic enough to just push guys off of him. And I'm not sure that'll work against Lewis. But I do think that he'll be able to hit Lesnar hard enough early that it won't end up mattering. Nope. But, uh, yeah, I just think that's Cormier as fuck. I mean, how does he beat Lewis? Uh, yeah, I know. Lewis is just going to totally out wrestle him. I know. He's going to out wrestle him. He's going to, you know, I mean, what? If he's going to take him down, he's going to get forward his guard. Yeah, I mean, Lewis is going to take him down and just choke him out. No question. Exactly. Put it this way Lewis has 100% success rate with his arm bars. <laughs> he has an armbar wins. He has an armbar wins. I'm going to watch it now because I've, I've never actually seen it. Became Derek Lewis. This is going. This is going to be a jiu-jitsu seminar. I can tell already. I feel like it might just be him sitting on the other guy's arm. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Wasn't Rakim? Oh shit! Any good? Give me a if you watch a video, there's a guy screaming what when he goes for the armbar. It's a perfect reaction. I mean, it wasn't Raheem Cleveland, the guy that got tapped out with that um, slick shit from Vinny Magalesh a while ago? Exactly. So Derek Lewis and Vinny Magalesh are clearly on the same level of some shit to skill. I mean, yeah. Derek Lewis is going to pull guard on that backwards triangle and just do more of the shit. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm sorry. It's, it's a pity that DC brings his kids to watch the fights because this is not going to be something they want to see. It's going to be like that Coleman fight where his face is all fucking swollen up and it's just right. disturbing. Exactly. It's going to be very um sad. Yeah. But, I mean, I think even if you just look at the lines, which is plus... Okay, it's actually narrowed a little bit, I think. Yes. He's at minus 650. Derek Lewis is at plus 475. And I think this severely underestimates how bad Cormier is defensively. I mean, how he's gotten tagged, and I know we've said this before, but he gotten tagged in like five out of his last seven. He got hurt to the body against short notice middleweight in Anderson Silva. He got... Um, he got knocked out by John Jones. He got uh, hurt badly by Johnson twice, and he yep. got knocked out by a knee from Gustafson. So, if his chin is going, which it almost has to be, the guy's almost forty. He's forty in this upcoming March. Yep. If his chin is going and his defense has always been bad, then yep. on the feet, I don't think I give him a great shot. What gives him obviously the odds is the wrestling edge, and. Yep. I think the dynamic of that wrestling is just massively um, misrepresented. Yeah. Uh, Cormier's never been that great at control wrestler, really. 
And a lot of the positions he likes, I feel like Lewis could just pull out of them. Mm. So, I, and Lewis is, is a surprisingly fantastic athlete. Like people, I think people underrate exactly how strong he is. Yeah, Lewis is basically all of Lewis's success is athleticism. He doesn't look like an athlete, but he yeah. is a freak. Like, dude, dude, legitimately got like a Div One scholarship to play DT. I think it was like it was actually to like a top level team, and it's like this. This is the equivalent of, in a weird way, this is the equivalent of Greg Hardy in the sport. This and is just like the main version of Greg Hardy. Yeah, it's. Don't take Lewis seriously because he has, um, you know, he hasn't looked impressive in most of his fights. But he's gotten these knockouts off just raw athleticism and being able to land against people that should be technically better than him. And I think there's some merit to the idea that Daniel Cormier is an easier opponent on the feet for Lewis than a lot of his past ones. Yeah. And this issue of psychologically, Lewis just pulls guys into his game. <laughs> it's just it's, people find it hard to visit. I think we should be playing safe. We're just like, oh, I can hit him so easily. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> the Elkins. Yeah. But I mean, I think, and I think people just think Cormier is going to like shoot low singles from outside the range. Like, mm. or had That's a really good outside game. wrestling game. When has Cormier ever done this? I don't even know. Cormier is a. Cormier's game has always been pressure forward, get to the fence, and clinch. Yeah, and then drag down. Yeah, get the high crotch, dump, whatever you want to do, but it's always centered up upon that pressure. Yeah. So, I mean, and I don't... Like, obviously, Cormier is the pick at Edens because it's hard to trust the lack of process. But What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> there's no doubt if Anthony Smith can win in the year can uh, right, this way. we're entering a um, sequence of USA events let's pull up we, what's happening well, we're I going mean, to get but... Lewis heavyweight champion by the end of the year we're going to get so Ortega heavyweight champion we're going to get Neil Magny welterweight champion oh dang and we're going to get um, Neil Magny's going to beat RDA for the championship I'm sorry Actually, that'd be, I'd be okay with that. I'd be, I'd be, Neil okay Mag- that I'd be all right with that just because it means RDA was champion. <laughs> exactly. And also it means you know, Neil Magny's a guy I've always been a fan of because he's like, he fucking tries. Yeah, Few people Magny try as hard as he does. As he does. <laughs> I mean, he isn't spectacular anywhere, but you kind of have to appreciate how he's stuck around despite having maybe the most devastating losses of anyone. Yeah, it's a pure fucking grit. Yeah, like he's gotten absolutely fucking murked by Lorenz Larkin, by Sergio Moraes, by Gay. And I think he's going to get murked by Pacquiao, but he's just sticking in there. It's admirable. And I could get this on the record now. It'll be on Christmas Day. John Jones or Alexander Gustafsson pulls out of the New <laughs> Year's card. Anthony Smith comes in. Anthony Smith finishes whoever he's against. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, there was no doubt in my mind. This is just how the sport is going. I mean, sure. But Latifi the... and Corey Anderson might think they're going to fill in for um, Jones or Gustafsson, but no, fuck you, Anthony Smith. <laughs> Anthony Smith is just somehow already on weight. <laughs> Anthony Smith is always ready. Anthony Smith just, you can't, you can't surprise the man. This is going to be, Anthony Smith just destroys John Jones. 
I mean, obviously, he Ozdemir. Who's done that to Volkan Ozdemir? Exactly. Who who has made Volkan Ozdemir look that good and that bad and that's in that um short time? <laughs> yeah, Anthony Smith is like a fucking pro wrestler. He can make guys look really good until he wins. He's like John Cena. And Joanna, and also January wins against Shevchenko because Shevchenko does nothing. I mean, that's I a very firm belief of mine. I mean, I think that's actually what's going to happen. Just because Shevchenko, she has a style absolutely fucking loathe. I believe Fyodorov versus Anders and Shevchenko versus Chetra Six happen the same card, and they look very similar. Ah, uh, Fyodorov. <laughs> Where somebody who has a massive athletic advantage and power just does nothing. And loses a kickboxing practically <laughs> to seven on volume. I mean, I'd be really surprised if Anders actually ended up beating Doro just because I don't think Anders is very good. Yeah, I'd agree. He's he's not even particularly athletic. And the um the Santos fight um he had a really good win, but that help you against Theodora. Yeah. Also, Fiatori is—he has very good cardio and he's very durable. So I don't, don't see Anders sparking him. I mean, yeah, Theodoro. The thing about Theodoro is that he's pretty much the perfect decision fighter. Whether yeah. he likes his fights or not, he's gonna go to decision. He's gonna be prepared for it. Exactly. I think he just throws a lot more kick. He just throws a lot of kicks to the body. Anders gets slowly more and more tired and doesn't do much because Anders doesn't do much. Anders gonna try to spam left hands, and Theodoro just knows it's coming because that's what's. Ways coming from Anders. Exactly. And eventually just bang for 27. I mean, yeah, anyway. how it happens. And I think, um, yeah. And what else is good coming up? Got- uh, Derek Lewis. That's much it. That's the best thing I can think of, really. I mean, yeah. Derek Lewis is going to knock out Daniel Cormier. Just, you know, I don't think there's any question about that at all. Yeah. I, mean, I just can't see how a rational human being doesn't say that. <laughs> but um, yeah, Chan Sung Jung, and this is new news from the last time. Chan yep. Sung is now facing Yair Rodriguez after Frankie Edgar pulled out, and it makes me want to kill myself because I was yeah. Frankie Edgar. No, oh, the um, line on um, Derek Brunson K1 is shortened to plus 650. Hooray. <laughs> was it because of you? You torched the line? I torture quite a bit, but I think in Australia, in Australia, I've got like I've got like three three units on that shit. I usually wouldn't for a prop like that, but I just feel like it's such a value play. Yeah, that's fair. Just because you generally put more than one or two props, especially because I've got. I was gonna be bigger. I was gonna be big on Brunson anyway, so I might take Brunson for a better price. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're gonna be upset when Brunson puts a scientific kickboxing clinic on Israel Adesanya. No, when he rocks his rail and picks up the Renaker Chuck, that's when I'll be that's when I'll be upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm hoping crazy person Bronson just fucks him up. And also says Israel, so it'll be satisfying anyway. I don't I'm not a dude. What's that? I'm not a fan of Israel's uh, person, I guess. I just that entire pissing in the cage figure was just like this isn't even funny. How how was that shit talk? I mean, I you, think he was just trying to Okay, I don't really know what he was doing. He was, I think he was just trying to get like some controversy going because no one knew who he was at that point. Yeah. Can we go back to? Like, I think we'll go back to then soon. No. I mean, I think he was just trying to be charismatic, and he just couldn't yep. 
it off. He's not Connor. Yeah. Like if Connor did that, you know he could pull it off because everyone's going to be licking his nuts. But Adesanya is just not at that point, and it was just weird as shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's the end of UFC 230. Yep. Where there's insane value on Derek Lewis KO. <laughs> there's good value on yep. um, Shaman Morais. And there's good value on Brian Kelleher. That's those are my three value picks. Oh, and yep. Derek Brunson. Uh, yeah, Brunson, Shaman, um, Derek Lewis, Locke, and <laughs> Wyman submission for his submission in the third round. Wyman submission third. I, if that came true, I would. That would be legend. <laughs> I'll just I'll just roll over all my Smith winnings onto it. I don't think <laughs> any book would take that. <laughs> I don't even think so. Because what would the that's insane. Yeah, but I think it's like it's like plus seven. It's like plus seven thousand. <sighs> yeah, I mean, anyway. it's... last week was very satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, yeah. don't, I just don't, I don't even know why I felt like it would be some submission free. I was just like, I'm pretty sure Vulcan is White Rumble. I mean, but he's white. He's White Rumble without the power. I think Vulcan. Uh, yeah, Vulcan has decent power. It's just total mean power. Yeah, but he hasn't got religious power. Yeah, he hasn't got <laughs> fucking yeah. rumble power. <laughs> yeah, it's not rumble touching a guy and the guy just... Yeah. Really, you know, that Glover KO by rumble was scary, where he just sort of arm punches him. For the Glover? Yes. Yeah, like you just pulled him into the uppercut and it was insane. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it looks like that's all we have to cover this week. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. joining. No problem. This betting podcast. It should be a very good event. We'll be Sad. back as soon as we can. Thank you. Yep. Next week. See you guys. Bye. Later.